0: Hey, Welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to focus on a specific risk of hormone therapy, and that's venous thromboembolism. But the question is, does it matter what kind of estrogen therapy the patient is on? In other words, does transdermal carry the same risk as oral therapy? Let's take a look at the data now. All right, before we get started with our actual message, just a quick point of clarification. When we're talking about hormone therapy in this podcast, specifically regarding estrogen, we're talking about postmenopausal therapy or therapy in the perimenopausal transition. This information does not apply to contraceptive doses of hormones. Once again, our focus is on hormonal therapy for perimenopause or menopausal symptoms. The absolute risk of venous thromboembolism is age-dependent. The incidence is estimated to be approximately 54 per 100,000 per year in women in their 40s, but it increases to 62 to 122 per 100,000 per year in women who are in their 50s. And for women who are age 70 to 80, the risk is about 300 up to 400 per 100,000 per year commonly a relative increase in risk of twofold to fivefold is cited for hormone therapy users there is adequate evidence in the medical literature that natural progesterone is actually not associated with an increased risk of vte conversely there is evidence that by comparison synthetic progestins like McDrafty progesterone acetate do increase the risk of venous thromboembolism the use of estrogen alone has been associated with a 1.2 to 1.5-fold relative risk compared to that of non-users, and remember, we're talking about the risk of VTE. Obviously, the relative risk of venous thromboembolism in women who take estrogen therapy seems to be even greater if the treated population has pre-existing risk factors for venous thromboembolism like obesity, immobilization, and fracture as observed in the heart and estrogen progestin replacement study, increased age and underlying coronary vascular disease are also risk factors for venous thromboembolism. And of course, women with a prothrombotic mutation like the factor V Leiden or G2210A or protein C and protein S deficiencies, of course, are also at higher risk for a VTE event. Now, in most investigations of the relationship of VTE and menopausal hormone therapy, the route of hormone administration has been primarily oral. It has been proposed that orally administered estrogen may exert a prothrombotic effect through the hepatic induction of some of these procoagulant substances. The prothrombotic effect is possibly related to high concentrations of estrogen in the liver due to the first pass effect. Remember, of course, that transdermal estrogen therapy do not use this first-pass mechanism. Studies have compared oral and transdermal estrogen therapy have demonstrated that transdermally administered estrogen has little or no effect in elevating prothrombotic substances and may have beneficial effects on pro-inflammatory markers including C-reactive protein, prothrombin activation peptide, and antithrombin activity. Also, in contrast to oral estrogen therapy, transdermal estrogen therapy also may have a suppressive effect on tissue plasminogen activator antigen and plasminogen activator inhibitor activity. The estrogen and thromboembolism risk study was a multi-center case control study of thromboembolism among postmenopausal women who are age 45 to 70. This demonstrated an odds ratio for VTE in users of oral estrogen at 4.2. However, the odds ratio for transdermal estrogen use was 0.9. Transdermal estrogen had no increased risk compared with non-users. Similar results were also reported elsewhere and of particular importance even in women who were stratified for weight and the presence of prothrombotic mutations. Remember that this bypass of the first-pass mechanism is not limited to the transdermal delivery route. Both transdermal and vaginal deliveries bypass the gastrointestinal conversion of estradiol to estrone, with less increase of triglyceride levels, clotting levels, and globulins. For women desiring a transdermal estrogen delivery system, they may choose from either an estrogen-containing patch, gel, or spray. And so in women who require estrogen therapy, it seems that the transdromal route has various advantages over the oral route. For those who require the addition of progesterone for uterine protection, most experts recommend the use of micronized progesterone as the first-line progestin. This is because it's effective for endometrial hyperplasia protection, is metabolically neutral, and does not appear to increase the risk of either breast cancer or coronary heart disease, although data are limited. This brings us to a wrap. We have covered the differences in risk between oral and transdermal estrogen for menopausal therapy, specifically regarding VTE risk. Data for this podcast comes from the ACOG Committee Opinion and well as data from the ASRM. We'll see you next time on another episode of Clinical Pearls.